Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Baseline underneath, bank shot. No, Ewing slams in the follow. And the Knicks go up by one with 26 seconds remaining. When this happened, you talked about it on the fan. The buzzer sounds, and the New York Knickerbockers are going back to the NBA Finals. When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. WFAN, the fan in New York, Keith McPherson, your nighttime host, talking everything from ERA and outs to the Islanders, Knicks, Yankees, Juan Soto, uh, Max Kranick, David Wright, Cam Newton, Scam Newton. We got to talk football, but I'm still on Fran and Mottville's call. Some of you are tweeting at me, at Keith McPherson. <laughs> Trying to put that together, and I, I guess some of you know better than I know, and and that's very much possible. I, I tell you all the time when I get on air, I don't, I'm not a know-it-all. I don't ever act like I like I know everything about any sport. Call me up and educate me. Tell me if you followed that better than me. Call up and and tell me what like I was missing. So I saw, uh, let's see, Augers Wellbar. Augers Well NYC East Village Beer Bar wrote to me and said, I think he was trying to say that a game is nine innings, but technically they're only pitching half of the full nine, 4.5 innings. So he doesn't think that ERA should be based on the runs given up for nine. Now, are we talking about four and a half innings or outs? That's where... Fran, you lost me because I'm like, where's the four and a half outs? Did you misspeak and mean to say innings? That, that's okay. It's late. It's it's about 10 after one. Maybe you misspoke, but I, I, you lost me there. I wasn't putting it together. We were we were heading somewhere. I just wasn't sure. So I don't know. Maybe uh, Julio and Queens can clear this up for us. What's up, Julio? Oh, and then he disappears as I call on him. Well, I've never seen that happen. Like, Chris, as soon as I, like, hit Julio in Queens, he simultaneously hung up. But he also wanted to talk ERA. I guess, I don't know. I guess uh, he wasn't even on hold that long. Well, I guess we'll move on from the ERA conversation for now. I I bet it comes up at another time. Uh, I also saw uh, fresh R.J. Retch. 1333 hit up Al Dukes and Jerry Recco said you got to check out this call from Keith McPherson around 1254 a.m. And like I just I don't know. Um I wasn't sure what we were getting at there with this ERA thing. 
But like I, if we're talking about the fact that ERA should be changed because majority of these starting pitchers, they don't see nine innings all season, right? Garrett Cole is one of the rare guys that might get you a complete game. And even if he's rolling, sometimes they'll take him out and, and stop him from himself, save him or get somebody in the bullpen, some work. So if the, Fran, if if you were trying to call, and this is you know this will help you for whatever show you call and get on next. If your angle was more so that in modern day baseball, ERA should be adjusted because we can't base it off of nine innings times the amount of earned runs because pitchers don't go nine. It won't. That's not going to change though because the game is nine innings. <laughs> the game is nine innings. Unless you want to play the Rob Manfred seven-inning game. I don't know. Let's go to Michael and Elmhurst on the fan. What's up, Mike? Hey, how you doing, Keith? Good, good. Just trying to still. All right, I want to ask you, I, I want to ask you a couple quick questions. Yeah, now, yeah. your favorite sport, will it be baseball? Is that your number one that you that you breathe, you know, you, you like a lot? Uh, I always say football because football changed my life. I wouldn't have been able to go to school if I didn't love football and and become a football player, but as an adult, as a grown man, uh, I think I really just like the Yankees and Yankee yeah. baseball, and like I just I feel like baseball for radio has the most layers and things to talk about. Right. I don't know. I like I, I, I like baseball a little bit more nowadays. You know, you 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 know what's driving me crazy? It's driving me crazy is people talking about next year. Let's forget about next year and look at this year. Think about the Yankees. Do you think it's one of their best teams on okay on paper, or whatever that they have this year? If they certainly, are quick, they're going to be a great team. What do you think? Yeah, it's certainly uh, one of the better teams they've had with this group, this core. It's it's one of the better teams they've had in the last you know five years. And I know because if you think about the kids too, look at the kids coming up too. Dominguez, Spencer, they got a pretty good core. They and, got some good players. That's what you're supposed to have. You're supposed to have a balance of veterans. You're supposed to have young talent. You're supposed to have some guys that are mixed in for the first time that haven't been here because that is like the chemistry that you need to end up being a champion. These champions don't end up being all homegrown. You know, it's you mix and match pieces here and there, and it all kind of fits together like a puzzle. All right. All right. Hey, Keith, thanks a lot. We'll talk more as the season goes on. Thank you. Yes, sir. That That's a great point about, like, and that's why I said for the Met fan, and it's not all of you Mets fans, uh, but for the Met fan online that, like, and it got under the skin of a lot of Yankee fans, and people hit me up like, yo, you tell these Mets fans what the deal is, Keith. And I'm like, I did it Saturday. When I was on Saturday, I'm just like, if, if I have to project into next year and I have to look at all of the things that say Juan Soto is currently a Yankee, and going to remain a Yankee versus Juan Soto is a Yankee right now and, and going to be a Med, there's just there's not enough. But like what Michael just said from Elmhurst, how are we in spring training projecting to the 2025 season? Not even. We're projecting to winter meetings in December. We just did that. Like I love baseball to the point where like I'm reading all these articles um, I'm I'm getting in the weeds. I'm I, I put out a tweet Sunday because I I find myself watching the Yes Network. The sun is shining. I have a beer in my hand, and I'm like, "Yo, we're back." 
Just that fast. We're back on. The winter doesn't seem that long. The offseason doesn't seem that long. We're this close to erasing that miserable season. I'm not projecting it the next year. Baseball is with us every day. It's not like the NFL where you got to wait till Sunday or Monday or Thursday night football. It's not like the NBA where there's a back-to-back and then you don't play for three days or, you know, there's a game here, a game there. Like, it's not like hockey, which is a similar type of schedule to the NBA. It's every day. And as a fan, you get to wake up every day and play general manager, manager of your team. Who do I want? Who do I want to trade for? Who should be cut? Who should be sent down? Who should be leading off? Who should be batting cleanup? Who should be in the field today? Who should be resting today? We all have those thoughts as we go into first pitch. And I don't know, I like baseball, like I said, because I also am a stadium guy. Like, that's the kind of fan I am. There are a lot of fans online that never go to the stadium. There are even hosts on WFAN. You're not going to see them at the stadium, but maybe once or twice. I can tell you about what it's like to physically be out there. Now, there are also fans that are crunching numbers all day and that love baseballreference.com and fan graphs and baseball savant. I'm not doing that, bro. I'm just not. And that's okay. Let people enjoy things. Enjoy the game how you want to enjoy it. And that's what's great about it, too. Baseball is a sport that you can you can love for the business of baseball. You can love for the fandom as far as being a fan in your ballpark. You can love the travel aspect of going to other ballparks and seeing other teams and other cultures and how they do game game day. You can be just a stat nerd. There's, I think, more stat nerds in baseball than any other sport, obviously, because there's more numbers than any other sport. So um, what I'm saying to you is, I don't know. I don't get into the weeds with the numbers and stuff. Obviously, I know the numbers when I need need them for an argument, and I know how to look them up. But uh, like, I'm not thinking too much about like changing ERA because pitchers don't go nine innings and steve in the bronx steve in the bronx is on the fan maybe he can help us out what's up steve yo keith what's up enjoyed you in the midday last week thanks yeah um, i was uh was tired but I, I i held it down for bt and sal and it was it was cool i never did a midday before so now i've effectively done midday afternoon and nighttime still haven't done the morning show still haven't done the overnight and that's fine at some point get there but um so I think what that guy, that was a wild call, but I think his point, his gripe, really, was that, let's just say, you know, the Yankees are playing away and Cole's pitching. He pitches the first half of his inning, gets the three outs. Now, as he's walking off the field, it's still in the first inning. He's credited for 1.0 innings pitched, and there's still it's still the first inning. That okay. was his whole point, I think. Why? So that was his gripe, which I, you know. I agree with the inning isn't I, over, but yeah. he's credited with that. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah. <laughs> that was this whole thing. So I just. Well, yeah. What does that do? Like, like, <laughs> yeah. why? Why would that make you mad? Or why? Why? How does that even get get turned into a call? What are you trying to express? What are we trying yeah. to solve? So I, I don't know. I, it's good. so I had to call and clarify. <laughs> I still think it's a wild point, but I was like. This guy's taking this long to explain. I just like this fight for him, so I don't agree. <laughs> I don't. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. But thanks, <laughs> thanks for the call, Steve. Like, nah, still like where that didn't get us anywhere. Chris, you played baseball your whole life, okay? So that, but like, the pitcher gets credited with that inning because his job is done. 
doesn't matter what the other pitcher does. Exactly. Whether he doesn't get an out or like whether the other, it, it doesn't it doesn't matter. The pitcher went out there, got his three outs, did his job. That's done. There's nothing more he can do. Nothing less. People just need something to be mad about at all times. I guess I <laughs> there, there's things that you can be mad about, and that's okay. That's your right to be upset with certain things. But like, there's certain remedial things. It's like, how are you getting like, how are you getting triggered? Just by ERA, like how, yeah, how does that I don't make understand. you call the fan and put us all in a brain buster? <laughs> Dave is in Comac. Dave, I think I already referenced you tonight when I was talking to uh, Miriam. Oh, you know what's funny? I was going to ask you about that because I haven't heard her in a year in a while. So I was talking about the Isles win tonight, overtime win, and I said to Miriam, uh, I think it was Dave and Comac who offered me as a Devils fan. Barzal and Horvat at the deadline for five first-round picks, and I said no. And she's like, well, you're not getting them. I'm like, I know we're not getting them. You're also not getting five first-round picks from the Devils, and honestly, I don't think either team is making the, the Stanley Cup playoffs yeah, this year. Yeah, what's funny is there was another guy on, uh, was it All Things Islanders? It was somebody, uh, or in Gil Martin's group, that doesn't think that, uh, that uh, the, 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 the Devils, that's what it was. It was somebody I was talking to on uh, All Things Islanders, and they, I said, it sounds like a Ranger fan with a sense of entitlement because they were picking apart the Devils. I says, really? I says, what did the Devils do to the Rangers last year? I says, I think the Rangers are going to lose to the Devils. They could lose to Boston. They could lose to Colorado. And guess what? If the Islanders happened to squeak in, wouldn't they play the Rangers in the first round? Yeah, and I don't know if that's something they want. Right, exactly right. Because be careful what you wish for, because you know what? They'll show up for that. They just may squeak by the Rangers, and guess what? What happened to Boston last year? Anything can happen. The, right? the Panthers they had the best record in the NHL. The Rangers may be on that same tear. The Panthers didn't give a damn about that that's record. Right. They, they cared about care. the series. That means nothing. So I say to myself, but, you know, big deal they won in overtime tonight it doesn't really mean anything until they make, try to until they get to the playoffs but uh the bigger problem is Lamarillo and this talk this nonsensical talk about trading Brock Nelson they really should be thinking about trading uh uh Horvat and uh and Barzell uh for some first round draft picks and uh if it's to a contender they'll probably willingly waive their no trade clause and if, if Lamarillo doesn't want to do it, then he needs to trade himself. You're, if, you're expecting them to make a move. You're expecting them to go in. It's, it's like 10 days away. You're expecting them to make a trade to push them forward in this wild card chase, correct? Uh, I Listen, I, I'm not expecting that they're going to make the playoffs this year. I said to you, we had this conversation, I think, a week ago, and you reminded me of the conversation we had back in uh, what the end of November, and I said by the it end. It was of December, very early, yeah. You, I said they'll be buried by the time December is over. They're not going to make it to the playoffs. They'll be done at the end of December. And I'm two months late, but still the same, uh, the same thing. I don't think that they're making the playoffs. Gil Martin of uh, Locked On Islanders on YouTube doesn't think they're making the playoffs. Uh, and uh, there were a few other th- uh, people. Oh, I think Pat Boyle said he doesn't think they're making the playoffs either. Uh, and I heard Steve last night. Steve, a, a sense of entitlement with the New York Rangers. He says they're the favorite to win the cup. Really, Boston was the favorite to win the cup last year too. Uh, I mean, I don't. I, I listened to Steve last night too. I said he doesn't let you, you Icelanders fans, 
live for a minute, but hey, you got to listen. I would love to have a conference call with Schmoozer and uh, uh, Flegelman, my favorite. Where is Mister <laughs> Flegelman? Yeah, where's Fleegs been? He's been doing a morning show. I think I, so. I don't know. I don't listen to it in the morning. Yeah, I don't know. I'm asleep in the morning as well. Or Sal Licata. Where is Sal? Sal's on the midday. Is that right? I hardly ever listen to the midday. I usually, what I listen to during the day, uh, if I'm in my car, is the traffic. I can't stand the traffic on the LE. <laughs> right? It's usually CBS or it's uh, 1010. Uh, oh, you, it's I'm picturing fan. you in your car. Just What's listening, that? I'm I'm picturing you in your car with the radio off, with with the stereo off, just listening to uh, tires and horns and. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I got the radio on. It's just not to to the fan. It, occasionally, it's to uh, what is it, Michael K? But I'm sick of hearing about the Yankees. In the, the morning, Yankees. though, so I'm saying in the morning, K's not on until three o'clock. I'm usually not listening at that hour. I'm usually listening in the afternoon. Okay, I got you. Thanks for the call, Dave. Well, whoever you listen to, thanks for listening to me. Keith McPherson, your nighttime host on The Fan. Uh, let's see if I can get another call in, maybe two, before we break here, and then I'm done at two, and then C-Mac is coming up next. Evan is down in Florida where the Panthers play. Evan, can you help us solve this ERA riddle tonight? Yeah, close to the lightning in the Panthers, though. But, uh, <laughs> Good. yeah, he's, he's saying that the game is 54 outs, not 27 outs. Okay, but that's like me saying I go three for ten, I'm batting three hundred, but you got to then okay, but am I batting three for twenty? <laughs> it doesn't that. double. There is no double. It's, it, we're on different sides. We're, that's what I was right. trying to say to him yesterday, like or yesterday. I was trying to say to him earlier, like, no, you don't pitch against your own team. You don't you don't double the outs. Where are you getting? A, it's it's half. It's it's team versus team. Right, innings pitches your side of the ball. It's like, it's simple. I don't get that at all. I got a question, though. I'm allowed to ask one question. I got a little bit of a statement. I feel like this was starting to go towards analytics and whip and ERA and how many innings guys pitched today. Am I allowed to ask you how old you are? I'm 35. Okay, so you're 15 years younger than I am. When I was growing up, Tommy John surgery was like once every five years. And now it's happening constantly. So oh, if, I yeah. wanted, if I'm back, if I'm it's back almost like they're electing to, to have Tommy John surgery for these guys as soon as there's a slight That's issue. That's part of it. But if I'm if I'm benching two ninety and I want to get to three hundred, I do what? I bench more. If I'm running a four three forty, I want to get to a four two for the combine. I run more. Back then, I used to probably throw two hundred innings on a Saturday. Not two innings, two hundred pitches. Not not in league ball, but you know. Yeah. Like and now these guys throw eighty pitches, and it's warning, 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 warning. Right. And now they throw 92, 93 pitches. Their arms doesn't know how to handle it. I think that's the biggest. I think I rag on analytics a lot, but my thing about it, you have to know the numbers. That's stupid. I run a bar. I have to know my numbers, but you still got to run it in coordination of the evening. But these guys, the parts of the analytics that I can't stand is like Blake Snell with the Rays. I'm a Yankee fan. I'm not a Rays fan at all. But with Blake Snell with the Rays in that World Series, you pulled out because he's at 87 pitches. The guy was throwing BBs. Yeah, because you know there's... What I'm about when it, the, 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 of the course, I watched it. Um, yeah. <laughs> I put on Kevin Cash, commercial. Kevin Cash had it predetermined. He had it predetermined in his mind that, like, the, the sheet says to do this in this situation, even in the World Series. It, it, the sheet doesn't have a heartbeat. The sheet can't determine a competitor in a moment in the atmosphere. The sheet just says, uh, you know, do this. It's like, I don't know. It, that exactly That's one that stands is. forever. It's not even catch. 
That means some geeks upstairs before the game started managed the game. No, literally, that is what baseball has become. These Ivy right. League guys, these number crunchers, these guys that are putting things into a computer and thinking that they could almost predict the game, and then Not you get baseball. into the game. It's unpredictable, the most unpredictable sport. We had Arizona and Texas. It's the most unpredictable sport on the planet. And these guys are trying to figure it out before the game even starts. You know, when I say I don't like analytics, I don't care if they have the little card in the back pocket and move this way because this guy's up. Or even when they were shifting, shoot against Don Mattingly, he would have added 400. You know what I mean? I don't care. I didn't care about any of that. But stuff like this is just bananas to me. Let the guys throw. Nolan Ryan used to have the Texas Rangers back in there where Kevin Brown was young and all that. They used to throw baseball, uh, footballs in the outfield for hours to build up arm strength. Yeah, I watched you know, that Nolan yeah. Ryan documentary, and it just doesn't even seem real what he used to do. Uh, what do you think about this? I, I heard, I think I had Carabas on recently, and I heard this on his podcast. They're talking about now the pitch clock, right, and how the pitchers have to speed up their whole process. And I mean, obviously, when you watch baseball, the, the game doesn't start till that pitcher's ready in his routine to get on the rubber and, and throw the ball. But now these guys have to kind of be on uh, a hurry up with some urgency, and they're saying that that is going to lead to more injuries, and that's going to be something to factor in in I due time. I, I would think that, too. I mean, that makes sense, but then on the, on the other hand, it gives the total advantage to the hitters and the, and the base runners. Like, I can't walk off the mound and pick up the rosin and adjust himself to whatever he's got to do and get up there and throw the ball. Now he's sitting there like, you know, there's a shot clock. Yeah. Uh, and to me, I don't mind watching a two-and-a-half-hour ball game. I love the game so much. I say I, the I same get, thing. I, I run a bar. I, the Yankees could start at 7 and at 10 for the 11. I, I say I've never gone to a baseball game in a hurry to get out. It's until they kick us out. I'm here till the end. Right. Like, like on this side of even I'm down here in Tampa, so I'm the same time zone. When the, like, you know, the everyday person, it stinks. But for me, I love when they're out west. They start yeah. at 10, 10, 10, 30. It's almost last call at my place. And I'm still watching baseball. I love it. I'm not in no rush to go anywhere. If I was in a rush, why am I watching the game? Yeah, you know, but that's, you know, we're the actual fans, the core fans, the diehard fans. Baseball is so desperately trying to bring in casual fringe fans that aren't like that. Yeah, the fans that don't understand it's a chess match. Those, the, the, yeah, they're, the they're not yeah. seeing all the little nuances and things that we've well, seen that. from I'll, years of watching that. baseball, so... Yeah, I understand that too. Yeah, my man. The first time I listened to you because I'm down here. You know what I mean? I found I found this on. I used to listen to it. I lived in New Jersey all the time. So the Odyssey app. Yeah, you nothing but class and respect to him. Only one, even even four and a half inning guy. You nothing but class and respect to him. So God bless you. Well, yeah. (laughs) Thanks, Evan. I treat people the way I'd want to be treated if I was on the other end. I can't see any of you guys, but like I said, you're taking the time out to call my show. Let's sneak in another call before we go to break. Gary in Connecticut, what's up? You got it. My man, Pots and Pans. Hey, I'll be your Huckleberry. <laughs> what's up, Keith? You know, taking calls on baseball. I mean, I had some plans, but that's the thing, right? You always have plans for what you're going to do with your show, but you got to be uh, ready to adapt and uh now I'm still thinking about four and a half innings or four and a half outs and ERA. And I don't even care about anybody's ERA. I can't really tell you too many guys' ERAs. When I was younger, I think I used to know ERA more. Now I don't I don't really know guys' ERAs. <laughs> I'm with if you, you got man. an ERA under you. three, I think you're decent. I think you're better than decent. If you got an ERA over five, I'm like, I don't know about you. Definitely. 
Yo, so I was thinking, yo, what's going on with the Yankee catcher situation? I was watching the uh, spring training, and I, I haven't seen the starting catcher yet. So going into camp, Jose Trevino had a calf strain where they said he's doing drills. They said he's doing work, but I think they're going to bring him along slowly here. So these first handful of games, you're you're not going to see him. And then that gives an opportunity for um, uh, was Oscar Narvaez, Omar Narvaez. That gives an opportunity for Austin Wells. That gives an opportunity. And they have catching depth. Ben Rortvet. It gives an opportunity for these other guys to get some work. Yeah, I saw uh, Warvet. Ben Warvet, even uh, the the Ascara kid who who's been doing well at the plate. Um, I'm blanking on some of these other J.C. Ascara, number seventy nine. It gives other guys an opportunity, but Jose Trevino is going to be the guy, and then Austin Wells. They're definitely banking on him. Uh, I think br- breaking camp with the club and making the team. We'll, we'll see him soon, but from what I know, he was one of the first injuries reported. Jose Trevino, the Platinum Glove catcher, 2022 All-Star. He just, if, you, if you're wondering where he's been, he's been taking it slow with that calf strain, and uh, I don't know exactly when to expect to see him. He's still hurt from last year? No, last year he had a wrist injury, which he tried to play through, he came into camp last year with a wrist injury, and they ended up shutting him down in June or July because he couldn't just continue with it. Luis Torrens is another another catcher. Like, the Yankees have some catching depth, and from what I've seen early on, all these guys have been able to hit. Uh, I, I said Narvaez. It's Carlos Narvaez. I think I'm thinking of the Mets catcher last year. They had a guy, maybe Omar Narvaez. Yeah. Thanks for the call, Gary. Appreciate you, bro. 877-337-6666. And yes, I was thinking of Omar Narvaez from the Mets. Carlos Narvaez is the backup catcher with the New York Yankees. Oh, and as I say that, uh, what's this guy? Uh, Jorbit Vivas? Orbit Vivas? However they pronounce his name. No, this is Ascar. This is JC Ascar who just went deep for the Yankees. I just mentioned him, too. It's spring training. You got new faces and names and guys to learn wearing football numbers. Can we talk football when we come back? I got to. I got to plant some seeds. Let's take this break. BRB. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did. World Series over. Yankees win. The Yankees win. 
this happened, you talked about it on The Fan. It's their 27th World Championship, the most of any team in any sport in the history of professional sports. When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. Murder, Inc. More Ja Rule on the fan. Keith McPherson on the fan. It's murder. Ja Rule. 50 demolished him. Uh, and every opportunity he had, you know. I think 50 started off with Wangster. And that was directed at Ja Rule. And some people didn't know. And that was an out-of-the-gate hit. And, you know, speaking of hits, if you pitch... Three innings and you sit down, and then the other pitcher goes out there and gives up, you know, four hits and two earned runs. They don't count against you. So it doesn't matter. Once you get those three outs and you sit down, those are the six outs in the inning, you, you only have half because you're competing against the other team. So don't even worry about what the other guy does. Like like if it's if it's Verlander versus Cole and uh Verlander goes out there in Houston and he gets three outs and and sits down and then Cole gets uh gives up some hits and I don't I don't know bro I don't even want to speak that into existence I'm still trying to figure out how the ERA yeah for another time at least I can do this with my last bit of time eight seven seven three three seven sixty six sixty six I was trying to listen to Evan and Tiki today but the whole Justin Fields thing bruh, you're losing me like what. Why would the Giants trade for Justin? <laughs> and I love Evan and Tiki, like both of them as guys, as hosts. And I understand you got to kind of cook up some stuff. Right now, it's spring training baseball. We had two weeks straight of hockey. Football's coming with the combine, and, and we'll go over the, the combine and what you should be watching for. But immediately... I thought about shows I was having this past NFL season telling you all about Tyson Bajant and the Bajant era. Remember that? Anybody listening? Show of hands? I heard Steve Summers do some show of hands yesterday. <laughs> like, or two days ago, I'm like, show of hands, Steve. You're like, That's a good one. Can't see any of you. There's three people in here. It's me, Chris, and C-Mac in here right now. But Tyson Bajant is a Division Three quarterback, 23 years old, rookie out of West Virginia, out of Shepherd University, that filled in for Justin Fields and filled in well, worked in that offense, made plays, threw touchdowns, so much so that the Bears fans were saying, this guy's better than Justin Fields. This guy can play. This guy can be our quarterback. To hell with Justin Fields. Justin Fields to the Giants for what? Reminder, Giants fans, Shane and Dable need to win this season. Justin Fields is still a project. Justin Fields was supposed to be neck and neck, 1A, 1B with Trevor Lawrence. And in that NFL draft, they drafted <laughs> Zach Wilson over him. They drafted uh, Trey Lance over him. They drafted Mac Jones over him. No, they didn't draft Mac Jones over him. Mac Jones was after him. But you understand what I'm saying. 
Like, Justin Fields was supposed to be, if you guys ever watched that show QB1, I got to watch him come out of Georgia. He was supposed to be the next Cam Newton. And that's not even great to be the next Cam Newton because Cam Newton, as I've spoken to Cam Newton tonight with, I don't know, guys thinking they could fight Cam Newton or attack Cam Newton. Shout out to Cam. Just, like, holding guys off, not even throwing any any punches. Like, bro, I play in the NFL. Like, you guys didn't see me... uh, Pin uh, Josh Norman. That photo is, is circulating to Josh Norman fighting with Cam in practice. Cam's helmet is off. Cam Newton also was in a car accident and like broke two bones in his back and got up and walked that off. I don't know what you're thinking going after Cam Newton. But anyway, um, Justin Fields was looked at as the next Cam Newton. You know, going to high school in Georgia, not far from Atlanta. And somehow this guy thought that he was going to go to UGA and beat out Jake Fromm after Jake Fromm had led Georgia to the championship against Alabama. Obviously, you remember they lost. Tua connects with um, Devontae Smith. Devontae Smith was drafted one pick ahead of Justin Fields in the 2021 draft. But what I'm saying is, there's no, why? There's no reason to draft for Justin, or a trade for Justin Fields. Draft your guy. You, you, uh, we know that Joe Shane and Brian Dable are looking for for quarterbacks. There's rumors talking about they want to trade up to potentially three to take Drake May or Jaden Daniels. And now you're starting to see the slander happen as people are saying Drake May is inconsistent and he's not that good. So, so what? Let everybody talk. Let everybody say their thoughts on these quarterbacks. Trust that you have a guy in Brian Dable who knows what he's looking at. And you know that he knows what he's looking at. Because you saw what he did with Tommy Cutlets and Tyrod Taylor and even Daniel Jones. Those guys need to draft their guy. You, you, you don't want to add. Why add Justin Fields to the quarterback room with Tommy Cutlets and Daniel Jones? What purpose does that add? Like, what purpose does that serve? What does that add? And especially where they are with their finances, with free, it just, I don't know. I, I, I listened for a little while. I, I couldn't continue listening because I'm like, Justin Fields, there's no reason for the Giants to go after Justin Fields. Justin Fields is young, probably still thinks he's a starter in the NFL. I don't know. I think the Bears know they have to move off of him because everybody is saying, oh, you'll be fools to not draft Caleb Williams. Caleb Williams doesn't even want to go there. But the Giants need to... Draft their own guy. The report said the Giants would seriously consider trading up in the draft if the opportunity arises. Drake May and Jaden Daniels are two potential quarterback targets because everyone seems to think Caleb Williams is going to the Bears and he'll be off the table. But I remind you to go back and look at this season and look at when Tyson Bagent stepped in. And I know that DJ Moore and some of the other players for the Bears had sang the praises of one Justin Fields. But that, that doesn't matter. Tyson Bajan was able to step in there and have a couple 200-yard games, have games where he threw for touchdowns. And this is a Division three rookie. They think that if they get Caleb Williams, he's plug-and-play the next Patrick Mahomes. And please remember, the Bears drafted Mitchell Trubisky number two over taking Patrick Mahomes, which is nuts. 877-337-6666. So there's my couple things for the Giants. I won't have time to really speak on them, but I'm sure C-Mac can add to it for the Giants fans that want to call and talk about Justin Fields. I don't I don't think there's one Giants fan that's like, yeah, Justin Fields. Why? For what? What purpose does that serve? 
Let the let the Steelers trade for him. Let's I don't know. Let the Falcons trade for him. The Giants need to win this year, and if they're not going to win this year, then I, I don't know. I think they're trying to win this year, and I think if if you're not going to win this year, at least you have a young quarterback that's developing behind a um, hopefully ready to go in time Daniel Jones, and then uh, Tommy Cutlets, and you probably need to sign another veteran or something. I don't know. You need practice arms. And and you need guys. I don't know what they're gonna pay Tommy Cutledge, but I I do believe he stays. I just think his, you know, the fandom and the phenomena around him, and he's become this like cult hero. I think he stays, and maybe he takes a step forward, maybe he doesn't. But I just don't see why you would add Justin Fields to the mix, a guy that thinks he's a starter so much so that out of high school he went to Georgia thinking he could beat out Jake Fromm. That didn't happen. He transfers to Ohio State. I don't know. I just I'm not big on Justin Fields. I think he's got some tools, but I don't think he's a good quarterback. And I don't think that what why what would you give up for him? I wouldn't I wouldn't give up much for Justin Fields. For the Jets, the conversation uh, with the Jets today was Deion Dawkins going on Vlad TV. I guess Deion Dawkins has a mixtape coming out. Maybe I don't know. I didn't know football players interviewed on Vlad. That's like a hip hop outlet. But anyway. You can go from seeing the Deion Dawkins interview to Tony Yeo's interview. Deion Dawkins called out the entire Jets defense, and he actually said something that I said this past year about both the Jets and the Giants. I'm like, I think these guys are too concerned about Instagram and too concerned about their like game day fits and their arrival and what they're going to look like. Like None of that matters when you put the helmet and shoulder pads on. And Deion Dawkins took a shot. And then uh, Sauce Gardner, who, I don't know, Sauce might have to chill on the Twitter a little bit, especially with the stuff coming out about him being hacked and his Snapchat. is like, Sauce, you might have to deactivate, bro, and just just chill. But anyway, with the Jets, the real conversation is around the fact that they're going to have a completely different offensive line. The Jets have to replace three offensive linemen that started for them this year. You probably aren't too worried about that because their offensive line sucked. So Lakin Tollinson is out. That saves around $8.1 million on the cap. And uh, I did see my guy Connor Hughes say something along the lines like, oh, you know why? Uh, oh, he said, Lakin Tollinson is a fascinating one to me. Jets could never put a finger on why he struggled on the field. Was a pro bowler in San Fran playing the same position in the same exact scheme. Didn't work here. Wasn't the same exact scheme once you got Nathaniel Hackett. But when LaFleur was running the show. Yeah, an interesting nugget about the Jets and Zach Wilson. They're saying that Sean McVay and the Rams are interested in trading for Zach Wilson. And Mike LaFleur is over there. And the Jets quarterback coach Rob Calabrese just went over there. Rob Calabrese just went over there. So they might be plotting to have Zach Wilson go learn that McVay offense behind Stafford. Stafford's probably got only a couple more years left. He's 34. He, let's say he plays to 36, maybe 37. I don't know. He's not pulling a Brady. He's not even pulling what Aaron Rodgers is trying to pull off. I'm telling y'all, Zach Wilson needed to go west. I was saying that all season. Even the games that he played west. I'm like, the Denver game, there's another. I'm like, this kid needs to be far away from New York. You can't get further than L.A., really. I would love to see him join the Rams. I would love to see him get to learn from Stafford, learn the different arm angles and the way Stafford plays. And you could see a guy that in a couple years could be the heir to that quarterback position for the L.A. Rams. 877-337-6666. But back to the Jets. The Jets now have $24.7 million in cap space after they released 
Tomlinson. And uh, I did see that CJ Uzama is a next potential candidate to be let go. And GM Aaron Rodgers is behind the scenes making it happen, making it work. And this is such a crucial offseason for both the Jets and the Giants after the down years that they've had. Can't mess it up. And I, I think that we're about to see a lot with the um, NFL Combine, the Pro Days, and uh, everything else. So speaking about the Combine, before I take my, my last call, Mike in Elmwood Park, you will be my last call. We'll get to you. You know, you're starting to see, like, Caleb Williams says, it'll be a complete waste of my time. Sure, it will be a complete waste of your time to go throw at the Combine. We know you can throw. We've seen enough film on you from Oklahoma to USC. You're the number one guy. You're going to Chicago, buddy. Have fun in Soldier Field. Have fun in the uh, brick weather of uh, the north side, south side, the lake of Chicago, whatever. Um, I think Marvin Harrison Jr. is also not expected to work out. A lot of these guys, Malik Neighbors, uh, might be an interesting pick for the Giants if they don't go quarterback there. These guys aren't working out at the Combine. They're going to work out in, in their pro days where they control everything and they can have their quarterback that they want throwing to them or the receivers catching for them. But, man, I love the Combine. The Combine technically started yesterday. Um, but as far as being able to watch the Combine, you won't be able to watch until Thursday. So that's when we'll really start to be able to see who is who and what is what. Thursday, you'll get the defensive linemen, linebackers. At 3 p.m. Friday, you'll get the defensive backs, tight ends. At 3 p.m. Saturday, you got quarterbacks, wide receivers, running backs, skill skill positions. That's what I'm talking about. I like to watch those guys 1 p.m. on Saturday. And then Sunday, you'll get the offensive linemen, the big dogs, bench pressing and uh, see who's you know able to run a sub 540 at 1 p.m. on Sunday. All right, last call of the night goes to Mike in Elmwood Park. Mike, you're on the fan. Hey, thanks for taking my call and uh, being there. I'm working uh, overnight driving. But uh, on your point with, with uh, the football, you know, if you know, I want to talk to Barkley. Uh, he, it doesn't make any sense. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense for the Giants to really resign him. You know, unfortunately, I love him best. But in this day and age, these teams are, you know, they're run like Fortune 500 teams. And on paper, it just doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense you know? to me. I think there are teams that are going to outbid the Giants for his services. I think there are like three or four teams that are going to say, yeah, this guy changes our offense and we can win with him. I think the Giants, like Shane and Dable didn't draft him number two. Shane and Dable got to just understand that, hey, the fans love him. He wants to be a Giant. But if we're trying to build something here, investing in this 27-year-old running back, for what? Like, it does I don't know. To me, I don't think it's the right move. Unless Saquon takes, like, a really team-friendly deal. And why would he do that? No. No, he's been waiting out for these years looking for a deal. He had and, his and best, Kansas, he had his best years, his, like, first couple years. Those years are behind him. He had a good year two years ago. And then what happened last year? After they figured it out so that he they didn't have to tag him and he didn't hold out, he got hurt again. Yeah. And even in his good years, they didn't get to where they needed to be. Right. What did they know? win in, in his most productive years? And if you look at Kansas City, they've been in the Super Bowl. They've won three or four, and they've done it with backfield by committee, our new feature back every year. 
Yeah, and they're setting that that like model out there. And there's there's a graphic that's been floating around for some time about all the Super Bowl winners and how their leading rusher doesn't make anything. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, as far as Daniel Jones, you have to pay a quarterback. You know, you know, sometimes you hit, sometimes you miss, but you got to pay that position. Yeah, they had no choice but to give Daniel Jones that contract, and they made it so that they can get out of that contract after this year. Yeah, unbelievable. Hey, uh, real quick on the baseball, how how did the pitches regress? When I grew up, I saw one of the greatest years in 1968, Bob Gibson, Benny McClain, right? Bob Gibson never came out before the eighth inning. Benny McClain probably had about 35 complete games. And then they faced each other three times in the World Series. How do we regress to that to where guys can't get past the six? I don't know. I, I don't know. It's a lot different now. Uh, guys are throwing harder. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, it's just a complete different time than back then. When you talk about Bob Gibson and what these guys are able to do back, it's just a complete different game. They weren't coming out of the game. You weren't telling them that they were done. It was more of like a, I'm the man on the mound. And I'm not done until I like can't throw anymore. Until I like I don't have command. Like there was more of a sense of just like wanting to finish what you started. And now these guys feel like they're finished with what they started with a quality start. Just get six innings, get a like quality start, and good. Like I don't know. It's rare to see guys go nine innings. It's rare to see guys go over a hundred pitches. Uh, I know. I just, it just boggles my mind how we got to this point. Like every little twitch, oh, you know, you see guys step off. I got to come out. Yeah, and with the pitch clock, thanks for the call, Mike. With the pitch clock now, you got to be ready to fire, 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 and I don't know. Maybe C Mac knows. He'll fill in the blanks. Keith McPherson on the fan. KM to two AM. We'll do this again later tonight. I'll be on a little bit earlier, and then I will pick up more with the football conversation around what the Jets need to do, what the Giants need to do, the scouting combine, who to look for then. And, yeah, we'll obviously talk spring training and everything in between from hockey to NBA. Call C-Mac Show. He'll take you through the night, and then we'll roll through and do the same thing over with Al Dukes and Boomer and Geo and BT and Sal and Evan and Tiki as well. I'm out of here. Bye. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them with more on the way. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future in vehicles, and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. 
The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is electrified diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you. A hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyond zero. Toyota, let's go places. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did.